0: Hello and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a
0: love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids. As well as movies we have seen without them. Good evening, Patrick. See, we're in, It's weird when we had to switch this up, but good evening, Patrick. How's it good going?
1: Good evening, Jeff. How about you?
0: Doing wonderful. So as we talked about last episode we're just kind of get right into it as we talked about last episode we are so lucky because we talked uh as we talked last episode when we discussed this movie we mentioned that we re- we are lucky enough to have the director of, of Sun movie come join us to talk about this movie, this amazing movie and we are so fortunate to welcome back for our third time three peat That makes it a streak now, I guess, or something like that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the director of the Amazon prime movie sitting in bars with cake. Trish C. Trish, welcome back. It has feels like it's been forever.
2: I know it does. It's lovely to be back. We are on the streak. Thanks for having me. Yes.
0: And this is the third movie or at least the third time we've had you on the second movie we've, uh, discussed, but it is also, uh, three years believe it or not since we talked about the sleepover wow because it came out august because i only know that because it popped up in our memory in my memory sure thing. that's and so, yes so three years ago we uh three, last years, had you ago. On. three years and then uh
2: I'm it also
0: and then it's been you know about a year and a half since we got to finally meet in person when uh, our trip to California. So, wow,
2: was it that long ago? It? Yes. Oh
0: yeah.
2: God. Oh my god.
0: It just—it's crazy. crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. Right.
0: Yes, but yes. Thank you again for uh joining us to talk about your latest movie, which I have watched twice now, Uh Patrick. Twice also.
1: Um, one and a half. I was watching one and a and half before we started. Okay. And um, that, Yeah. Like I was thank telling Trish, I was trying yeah. to get watching with my daughter but things didn't work out that way, but I did yeah. give her access to my account
0: so she can check it out and let me know. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. That is awesome. Um, we both really enjoyed this movie. We talk, We actually kind of did a broad strokes kind of talk about the movie. Uh, when we spoke last week, I thought it was probably best to kind of give people an idea of, uh, well, first of all, we wanted to kind of talk about it as soon as possible because we enjoyed it so much and didn't really want to be one of those. We kind of, keep on the shelf for, uh, in case we don't have anything to talk about, we pull it off, put it, you know, uh, take it off the bench, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, so we wanted to be sure that we, uh, we were able to talk about it and then immediately, uh, you know, then what people know that we were going to have you on so that that would also give them more time to see it and then be able to listen to that, watch it. And then, you know, listen to this as well. So kind of like a, you know, it's like a cake and then the frosting or some. Right. Know. I don't know. I I, I promise. I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that'll be the only one I do. I promise. Because <laughs> I, because, I, you know, I, I, I've read like uh, at least a uh, half a dozen articles. Um, yeah. Which they're
2: always making is, is, puns. Oh, yes. And I'm like,
0: I, I saw them. I'm like, oh, I I'm, cannot do this. I cannot. And they
2: then can't
0: resist. I, I let one, but uh that'll be the only one. I promise. Okay, cool. I so, got you. A pinky swear from afar. But, yeah. So, yeah, this is not like anything you've made before. No. It is And I, I was thinking about the movies you've made and trying to see if, like, is there, like, an overarching theme to, like, each one that kind of connects? And we'll say, well, no. I want to go with this much. Because I, I found I finally figured one out. Pretty much. It's all, you know, it's Patrick's not a Fast and Furious one. It's not all about family, but it's all about friendship. And like even the step up movie is all about friendship team. Everyone's sticking together for a common cause. You know, no one uh, is flaky. Pitch, pitch Perfect 3, everybody together sticks together like family. Obviously, sleepover, everybody, family, but also friends sticking together to get through what um, difficult times. And then with this one, this is nothing but a friendship that I believe everybody has at least one friend that's that is like the ride or die like this. And I think that's what makes this movie, you know, it's based on a book, which is also based on real events. I feel like really ties it together to make it more grounded. And because everybody has at least one person that they would go through this with, which makes it, I think hit really hard during the second and third act. Um, so I'm curious, how did, how did this movie land, you know, land in your lap? Like, how did this come to you?
2: Um, I, I got the script in my inbox. It came through um, my agent uh, okay. and I didn't like, wasn't really loving the log line. Cause it was very vague. It was like, Oh, mm-hmm. two friends try to, you know, boost their confidence, taking cakes to bars and, Life-changing events test their friendship or something. And I was like, "Yeah." But my husband, who often reads scripts before I do, because he's a much better reader than (laughs) I am, um, I sent it to him. And I'm like, I don't know. Have a look at this. Let me know if you think it's worth reading. And I was out taking care of the chickens. I came back in the house, and he was sobbing at his laptop. And I'm like, that cannot be that rom-com script I just sent you, is it? And he's like, it's not a rom-com. You have to read it. So that was my first clue that it was more than it sounded like in the yeah. log line. And when I realized it was a true story and I I went and looked at Audrey's blog, that's the woman who's, mm-hmm. whose story is, it. I looked at her blog and I got a copy of her book and I started just sort of stalking her on Instagram and seeing what right. she was all about. <laughs> and I, um, yeah, shamelessly stalked her on Instagram and I and I wrote her a letter yeah. on our message. A DM. I yeah. slid in her DMs. Uh, as they like,
0: like and I, on these kids. <laughs>
2: And I was like, Audrey, I love your story. Thank you for sharing it because, you know, it was, it's so personal. And um, and took a meeting with the producers and then with uh, Prime Video and ended up getting the job. And I was sort of like, guys, I know that there's nothing on my resume that um, says that I can do this, but I really want to do this. Like, I want to tell this story. I, I think I get what's happening here. And um, I think it's an important story, because like you said, it is about friendship and sort of your chosen family and the people that stick with you through thick and thin. And it's about sort of falling in love with life. And it's about just, you know, resilience. There were so many things in it that I I just felt like needed to be said. So I kind of begged for the job. And and, and that's, yeah, that was now that was at the very, very, very beginning of um, COVID lockdowns. So this was a while oh, wow. ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Three
2: more than three years ago, almost four years ago.
0: Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's crazy because when you, <clears throat> I know when I look at movies, especially ones that Patrick and I covered during COVID when first, and everybody making their COVID movies to which of course we, you know, we talked about a few, there's sure. a couple of decent ones and there's a couple of ones mm-hmm. that just didn't work just because of the constraints. So it makes it a little more yeah. difficult. But one of the things that you know that always will help a movie is a strong script. And so when you have something like that, and the fact that you had uh, Audrey Shulman write the script as well, that makes it so much easier um to produce onto a onto screen to um so cause one thing I've thought about this week that I've I i do not think I've ever asked you um is Do you do you feel like you have like a certain directorial style or like a certain like a special way you direct when you direct you that um, connects you with the actors that like there's something that, you know,
2: I mean, I think I think my main job, Mm -hmm. especially with the actors is to um, like just create a sort of safe place for them to play and experiment Mm and enjoy their job um actors have such a great job but i don't think everybody realizes how difficult it also is like everybody wants to be a movie star but the actual ins and outs of being an actor are really hard and Mm -hmm. they're often treated as if um they're not people like as if they're they're Kind of like resource or asset or tool or thing or puppet. Yeah. And so I think making sure if you want to get their trust and you want the performance, you want them to feel safe enough to give you a performance, whether it's comedy, which comedy is really hard to get. Good
1: performances,
2: yes. Especially if you want them to give you ad libs and you want them to give you jokes not, that aren't in the script and you want to be able to throw ideas at them at the last second, possibly in front of a whole crew of people Because you don't have time to take them aside and rehearse. like You just want to be like, hey, try this. You have to really, really make sure they know that you value them as a human being, not just as a beautiful face or a famous name or even as a talented artist. Like that they are also a human being and they might have had to get up at 3 a.m. this morning to be here, you know, Mm -hmm. go through hair and makeup and all the shit. So I think whether you're doing comedy or something much more emotional like this, it's just about trust and sort of safety, um, like emotional safe, physical safety yeah, too, of course, right. but like emotional safety. So, you know, people will go above and beyond for you and for the movie if they know that you know you kind of love them and you and you and you trust them and they can trust you. So that's the main thing for me. And In this case, we did a lot of rehearsal, which was great because I I find rehearsal very, very, very valuable. And you don't always have time. But I think because we were able to shoot this movie in Los Angeles, everybody was here for the entire run up to the film and all of prep. Sometimes your actors are flying in you know, two days, three days a week before you shoot. In this case, we were all here for the months leading up to the shoot. So we were able to meet a lot and rehearse a lot. And by the time we started shooting, we already kind of felt like a family and um, that helped too.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, and I think, and even I forget this sometimes, but I think a lot of people forget that, or either they forget or they don't think about is that when you shoot a movie, you're not shooting it in chronological or like sequential order. It's, you could be shooting at the bar one day and then
1: Mm
0: -hmm. where you're out partying and well partying in the scene you know yeah. partying yeah. having a good time you know doing your bar and cake uh cake barring to, bar, to borrow the term and the next thing you're having a highway emotional scene and then the next yeah. day you're back out at, at another bar you know
2: and exactly to me right.
0: that's psycho that's psychologically got to be difficult for actors and as well as you know stressful for uh, everybody else but obviously it's a business so you kind of get used to it the more you know the more you do. And that's one thing I don't think I've ever just been able to be like, I could do That's It's like, you know what? I wouldn't mind doing that. I think that would be, it would be hard to get my mind wrapped around that, I guess. Be like, okay, I got to have fun today. Or I had fun yesterday. That was great. Crap. I got this really highly emotional scene. That's going to be a lot's going to be expected from me. I'm not sure if I got, you know, I don't know if I had
2: yeah. it. Today. Yeah, you know, like, for instance, the um two karaoke scenes, the one at the beginning yes. of the movie and the one towards the end, mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, we had that location for a couple of days, we had to shoot yeah. them back to back. And that was actually quite close to the beginning of our shoot. So the first scene, the party scene we did first, no <laughs> fucking big deal. Oops, sorry. Yeah. no, no, no big, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> You know, everybody loves a party scene. Karaoke scenes are a bear to shoot for technical reasons to begin with. But, you know, that one went great. Everybody's having a good time. It's like, guys, see you tomorrow. Don't forget what we're doing. You know, and the crew's not used to it yet. We hadn't shot any real emotional scenes yet at that point. And hair and makeup, you know, we had tested all of the looks that Corinne was going to have throughout the movie as her health changed. But, like, we this was the first time anybody was going to see her looking not as healthy yeah, i don't right. know yeah. we're
1: going to yeah.
2: but you know um and then the physicality of where her life has taken her at that point kind of came as a shock to everybody and even though the actress odessa and i had practiced a lot like what happens to your body and how that changes the way you move it shifting gears from like dancing on a bar in an orange jumpsuit one day to the second karaoke scene that happens almost a year later in the story was was one of those moments of whiplash where yeah. you're in the exact same location, <laughs> you know, but a lot has happened. And the performance and the vibe in the room has to just be 100% different. These are not the same people yeah. they were in the scene we shot yesterday. They've been yeah. through a hell of a lot. So, um, yeah, it is really hard to shoot things out of order. And you have to. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think one of Patrick's favorite lines actually came from that first bar scene oh yeah we
1: uh, uh when the two guys notice that uh Jane has the cake and they try it for the first time, and yeah. the first dude is like it's like um the english English toffee english lady toffee with the with the chocolate pudding man
2: <laughs> making and love, and love inside my, and my and
1: mouth <laughs> as soon as I heard that i I laughed.
2: I love that guy. Do you know that guy? He's he's a big TikToker. Know. His name is Petey USA. He makes okay. these absolutely outrageous videos. He's a musician and an actor and a comedian. Please, please check him out. He's on Instagram too. He is okay. absolutely hysterical. One of the producers and I were like obsessed with this guy. And we were like, at some point, we're going to get him in a movie. And when we were looking to cast this part, we were like, let's see if Petey will do it. We couldn't believe he was like between tours, and he was willing to. He's so funny and weird, but I do love that line. I do love that line. Perfect. Yeah, he delivers it with that weird deadpan, like yeah, just affect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it got a good laugh when I went and saw the. I did the prime premiere. Oh yeah, and it got a good laugh in the theater too. That's oh um, good. And there were several. I mean, this movie literally had it all. I mean, you you start out on a, you know, high, you get your comedy and a lot of good uh, laughs. And in fact, all the, all the, uh, the only thing I told Matt Patrick after the movie, usually after I, if I see a movie before he does, I'll send him kind of a couple of quick texts uh-huh. and then vice versa. He usually, he, he likes to give me heads up on scary movies that he thinks I might end up going to see just if it, anything went to do with the eyes, I don't do eyes. So <laughs> he gives me a heads up to let me know if how many are where they're at so i know right
2: i love that <laughs>
0: yes that's you know that's how we look out for each other and i let him know about musical numbers and movies <laughs> so Jack's you know yeah. yep yeah so uh i was telling him, you know i sent him and the only thing i ever told him i didn't tell him anything regarding the movie i just did act one laugh emojis act two kind of like wait what's going on like <laughs> you know uh inquisitive emojis and then third and then third deck was just all just tear emojis it right. then claps and then clap I go, oh then, thanks clap, that
2: seems yeah. that seems right to me
0: yeah 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 was- and and uh oh go ahead patrick
1: no i was gonna say i got the vibe from the trailer when i watched the trailer, i'm like oh you're just going for the heartstrings i'm here for it and yeah it, it didn't dis- i mean it, it didn't disappoint in that because you are on this high, then you get to the middle range, then once you get to that kind of low point, it's it's rough. Those fat moments in the movie, yeah. it's rough.
2: It is. And it's so interesting because you know, I've heard a few people say to me, like, did we really need another cancer movie? And it's like, first of all, I don't really? see this as a cancer movie. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there's cancer, but it's- like to me, this is a like you guys said, it's a friendship movie. It's a movie yeah. about um resilience and coming of age and yes. figuring out what you want to do and be in the world yeah. but also we do need another cancer movie like yeah. when you think about how many endless love stories there are and yeah. stories about your work job stories about aliens and vampires and zombies and serial killers and the fact is cancer affects more people <laughs> while health problems anything. in general than any of those yeah. things probably except yeah. maybe love stories and so it's like Showing the various ways that um illness affects their people, their friendships, their families, their love lives, their jobs, their goals in life felt yeah. like are you really gonna tell me we don't need like almost countless numbers of those, not because we need to be depressed, but because right. People are going through this. The number of people yes. that have reached out to me and said, I needed this movie right now. Thank you. My brother has leukemia. My mom has breast cancer. I lost my cousin last year to, you know, lymphoma, whatever. And it's like, peop- people need this. It's, you know, and so, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, because it's, and, you know, for as much as it's about all of those things, it's also about hope, though, too. About yeah. hope for future. About hope for a better future. It's also about how can I honor this person after they're gone?
2: Exactly. And And and, that is why people need this movie is because when you're going through something like that, you need to be reminded that there is a reason for all of this. And there is a way to do this that isn't hopeless. And that isn't just martyr victim. Yeah. There's a way there's a, there's a sort of classy way or an exciting adventuresome some way to approach even this.
0: Yeah. And, so the one thing I was kind of when my mom was down last weekend for Grayson's birthday, um, she, you know, she obviously hadn't watched it yet because she came down on Friday and the movie dropped Friday. So uh, we ended up watching it, I think, Sunday night. And I told her, I said, now I'm going to let you know that there might be a couple of heavy s- emotional spots because they're, you know, they are. This is this plays a part in the movie so, uh, most people know my grandmother passed in March, so my grandfather passed three years ago, so it was literally the last you know my mom's now an orphan, I guess is you know how you say it so and she had been through so much after my grandfather passed, having to take care of her, luckily living only three blocks away but uh the fact that she was you know after she passed, you know it was a little bit of a relief because she. You know, she, one, obviously, my grandmother's no longer suffering and is in a better place. And, um, my mom can now not feel guilty about wanting to go visit her grandkids or go visit, you know, and, and come visit us. And so she now finally got to come for this trip. And I, I, I kind of was like, yeah, I'm totally going to ruin this by, <laughs> or watch this movie, but I, I know she'll like it. And that's in, uh, and so I wanted to watch it with her, and, and that that final scene um, with Corinne, where where um, Jane, I liked how she used the sponge for like soda instead of water. <laughs> uh, that I like that part. That I was Did like the
2: Corinne it, move. Yeah, yeah. Just some. I was
0: like, I said that's perfect. That's that's a friend move, not because the parents would use. You know, most people <laughs> exactly. Use water, right? yeah. But it's exactly. like now nah, we're just going to use soda. That's what she's going to want. Exactly, and so. And that kind of that really touched with my mom because she she remembers the night before my grandmother passed, you know, the person looking after using the sponge drip stuff on drip water on my grandmother. And so her uh, grandmother's mouth. So that really kind of got that really hit her. And but she she loved the movie. She really did. She really thought it was great. And
2: oh, thanks. we just
0: just everything from obviously your directing but also the acting like Patrick and I were talking about how like the script obviously helps it because everything comes together and just in one nice, neat little package. And you, if you don't have one thing, then you're, it, something can suffer. So it's, so you have strong script, strong director, and then you have a strong cast to bring a bring out these amazing performances because both um, both uh, Yara and and Odessa just really yeah yeah we
2: it did a great job just, I mean <laughs> yeah yeah it
0: just strong I mean yes I mean you would have thought they were best friends anyways and then just through those other things and then you throw in Ron Livingston who how do you not love Ron Livingston?
2: How do you not and love Ron Livingston?
0: He's he was Ron Livingston was Paul Rudd before there was Paul Rudd. Yeah, and
2: he's the greatest.
0: Yeah, and just to see him first thing having the bench flipped over and trying to f- fix it, I already I like it hit me in the head. I'm like, I said, All right, I've already got the analogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, gonna, <laughs> yep. he's, he's gonna be trying to fix whatever he can because he's not gonna be able to fix the one what's thing going on matters. medically. Yeah, yeah. so I already. I was like, I already saw it. And then it just started kicking in, but it was great because it, it both, it both hurt you to watch what he was going through, but it was also comedic what he was doing mm-hmm. and to bring just that, that feeling of like, I know people that are like this anyways, but have it emphasized even more. Cause I'm going to be honest. I am not that way as far as handy. Cause I am not handy. I can't. I still. The running joke is I can't hang a picture straight. So,
2: fair enough. Me not, for a lot, not,
0: not for what. Not for lack of trying. Um, but I can. I do clean, and when things are bothering me, I clean. Right. And I just. Fo- you need something to just focus that energy.
2: We all and, have like whatever the control. You know, whatever gives us a sense yeah. of control or a sense of yes. you know like productivity. I think in those times, mm-hmm. it's real. Yeah.
0: And and so I was able to relate to his character for sure. In that, in that regard, and then God bless Martha Kelly. I,
2: isn't she fabulous? Oh
0: my God. So, uh, there's a movie, not really game, but there's a movie podcast that's been around for ages called Doug loves movies. And he does a lot of stuff at Largo, uh, usually where he records and whenever he goes on tour, anyways, he's had Martha Kelly on several times. And so I know her from that. And then I know she was on bat in baskets and everything. And so I already knew as soon as I saw her, I go, is that Martha Kelly? Yeah. Oh my God. And then and I already knew this is going to be amazing. Her playing off. A- yeah. And I, I just, I'm like, there's no way they were able to get through like one take without, with the straight face. Cause it just, with those two matching, but yet competing energies, it just seems like it would make it difficult to, uh, to get a good take
2: (laughs) you know they're both so dry Uh in their own completely opposite directions that there wasn't a lot of laughing like all all of us behind the camera or like Yara and odessa on the other side Uh of the camera would be would be cracking up but they're just they don't crack a fucking smile they're fine yeah yeah like and they're also such like seasoned yes Actors and, and human beings and Martha Kelly being in the world of stand-up, like you don't laugh. Like yeah. so they would just wouldn't break character at yeah. all, like ever, which makes it even funnier, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, they're yeah. they're really great, you know. I was like,
0: wow, I could see why he, I could now see why Karen got a Phoenix.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: yeah, I love I love that we're free. <laughs> like, well, you yeah you yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh but no and I think, and I like to, I feel like Los Angeles played a great supporting character. Yeah. Because so. it adds texture, it adds so much texture to the film.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, uh, it, I, I, of course, was like, I'd start writing, I'm like, okay, I need to go. We need to stop by here. We need
1: to stop. Yeah, I know, making a list. So right? Just like,
0: making a list again. So here we go. Um, because they, and they were, so here's the question um where so did y'all shoot every place that's in the that was either in script or in the book or did you just try to get the ones you could as far as availability
2: yeah i mean it wasn't practical to shoot all the ones that were scripted which were largely based on the book some of them don't even exist anymore right Uh, some of them just are too small Uh, honestly shoot you need a big a big space to shoot because even if The scene doesn't require a big space, all of your equipment, all of your crew and all of, you know, catering and everybody, you know, so not every place is practical or film friendly. And we had a really um, ambitious, aggressive shoot schedule. So sometimes there were two and three bars on a day. And so we can't be doing a company move across town. So Everything's got to be within a few blocks of each other sometimes. So all of those things meant that we had to, we just did a lot of scouting. We drove around in a van. We drove for weeks around practically every bar in Los Angeles and wow. just put together a list that would work. And then, you know, there's things like this bar won't close on a Friday night. No matter how much money you give them, they're not going to let you shoot yeah. on a Friday night. So, you know, like the the Jenga of, of yeah. the schedule and the logistics and, you know, and whatnot. Um, so, yeah.
0: How, how many days did you guys take to shoot?
2: 35
0: 35 Mm
2: -hmm. So seven seven weeks yeah
0: wow yeah 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 that's crazy (laughs) yeah I, I, I there was another movie I read that shot in like a crazy amount like that but it's it's very hair and the fact that you were able to get I think again that just speaks to your cast and crew as well to be able to bring that kind of energy in that kind of get those kind of performances in 35 days that's that's, that's
2: yeah and i mean we we cut a lot out of the film The um yeah. script, i think 126 pages or something which oh, okay
0: is yeah. long
2: yeah. for a script for the and the movie the first um cut of the movie was more than three hours so oh, we wow. cut a lot out um it was yeah. painful because it was all good stuff we liked yeah. everything we had to cut scenes with Bet Midler, which we loved. We yeah. had to cut the like stuff with the friend group, which we loved, with the kind of frenemy dude Brock at work, who was yeah. six- so funny. But we I mean, yeah. we just had to cut so much out, including entire locations, you know, that we had worked so hard yeah. to get in and light and all this stuff. So
1: yeah,
2: you know, especially when you're shooting so much in 35 days, it's absolutely painful to be like, oh well, there's that whole, you know, that whole scene's gone. Uh. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's another reason why I couldn't do your job because I'd be like, oh, we're keeping it all in because it's, it's
2: it's hard. It's hard. It's just like
0: I was like, what do I take out? I can't I can't. Yeah, pick. you gotta be
2: ruthless. You gotta be ruthless. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like okay, does this this that's like all right, we'll put this in special features. <laughs> we'll put this in special. Yeah, they need to put out a special yep.
2: feature so people can at least yeah. see there's this really funny yeah. scene where Bette Midler's character Benita takes Yara's mm-hmm. character out for drinks. And they go to this like rooftop bar in Hollywood. We've moved up. We put all week, you know, to shoot on a rooftop is a
1: yeah.
2: pain in the ass. We got yes. all of our equipment up to the roof of this hotel in Hollywood. Um, you can see the Hollywood sign and all the Hollywood Hills. I mean, it's this beautiful location. And they're, and, and, you know, Yara's character is completely blitzed out of her mind on mud, mud And it's <laughs> really I mean, funny, funny. It's a really funny scene and it's really sweet. Cause it's like an older, you know, sort of mentor character giving yara advice and it it was like really really sweet um and funny they were both like so funny in it so i feel like scenes like that we got to find a way to get like
0: yeah there's
2: a whole scene of bet midler on on a rowing machine in her office and it's like (laughs) the whole scene she's like yelling at her employees while she's on this rowing machine in high heels it's so fucking funny so i mean there's a lot of stuff that i wish you know the world could see
0: yeah that's awesome I, I, and you could, we could tell that Bed Miller was just having the time of her life. Just, she's amazing. Just, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to show up. I'm, how many days did you have her? Cause I know, we
2: only had her for five days.
0: Five days. That's still pretty good. I mean, uh, yeah. 35. Well, we, I, and like I said, I we like, have
2: stuff that we yeah, couldn't use because it use. was too long and the movie needed, like, for pacing reasons, we had to get to the meat of the story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we had her for five days and, and she, I mean, I can't speak for her, but right. my impression is that she is at the point in her career where she can do whatever she wants Yep. and she's only going to take stuff that sounds like fun and that for some reason speaks to her or appeals to her. Like she doesn't need to do anything for anybody else. And so when oh. she shows up, you're right. She just comes to have a good time. She's so a hundred percent herself. It's just yeah. It's a joy. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, yeah, we ended up, well, uh, after we had watched the movie the next morning, because uh, we pretty much went, oh, at least I went to bed. She stayed up. I'm like, listen, I'm going to have to get up early. <laughs> um, nice. Anyways, we after we were, uh, we took the kids to school. And then on our way back, we were talking about the movie again. And then we were talking about Bed Midori and everything, talking about her in the movie. And then I was thinking, you know. I started thinking about kind of some of my favorite Bed movies. I have not seen Beaches because when Beaches came out, I was younger and I'm like, it's not my kind of movie. Like
2: that, yeah. So,
0: yeah. I mean, I would probably watch it now. I still haven't. I just, that one, I was like, oh yeah, I need to go watch that. But I, but I know it's phenomenal. And when beneath my wings and all that, I know it came from that movie. Like big business was like one of my favorites growing up as a kid with her and Willie Tomlin. And that used to be, it's kind of a, it was kind of a hokey idea, but it's the 80s and there was those kind of the, those kind of movies. But it was different because it wasn't like a vice versa or like father, like son body swap, but it was just twins that got switched at birth. And I just I don't know. That was one of my favorites. And then for the boys is always oh, yeah. going to be a top one. So, oh, yeah. Um, Patrick, do you have any questions Anything you want to talk about?
1: Um, I guess as far as the cast, like how did y'all decide on who was playing which role? like as far as the lead and supporting?
2: So it all started with Yara because I have been trying to work with Yara for ages. I know her dad. um, I know her whole family because her dad and I used to shoot commercials together. Her dad's a really good cinematographer and just a great, great person. And I, so I've known their family and I've actually cast Yara in a couple of things before that never got off the ground. Um, So I sent her the script. She was at that time a senior in college at Harvard or going, I guess she wasn't even, she was like with end of her junior year in at Harvard. And um, I knew she was being very selective about stuff she was doing because um, Blackish Grownish was taking up so much of her time, but also she wants to be a producer or she is a producer. I mean, she's a producer Mm. on this movie, but I think she's more pulled towards that than acting. um, Just because of the, like, like what I was saying, like kind of how actors are treated. And and again, I don't want to speak for her, but um, it just seemed like she was like, not taking, you know, she gets offered a ton of stuff. And I think she was just being very careful about what she wanted to work on. So I sent her the script and I was like, I think this one's really good. Like this one's different. This one's special. She read it, she liked it, and and I said to her, I know who I think you should play, but who do you want to play? Because the fact is, mm-hmm. like, if she wanted to be Corinne, I would have been like, great, let's make it happen, because she's a good actor, she can mm-hmm. do whatever she wants. And, and I know that she's kind of more a Jane type in real life, but you never know when actors want to play something that's completely against yeah. type. right. And she was like, I think I just feel Jane. I just feel Jane. So I was like, let's let's go. Let's do it. And we'll find you the perfect Corinne. So we started auditioning people and um, taking submissions. And we read, um, I want to say, a million actors. I mean, it was so many mm. fabulous, talented young women came to read for this part. And um, there was something about Odessa. I saw it in her audition video. And then I, I asked her to come in and read with Yara. And Yara was like, oh, I know Odessa. We're friends. I can't believe no. I didn't. She was like, I can't believe I didn't think of Odessa, and I was like, and she was like, and not that she didn't think of her, but like, mm-hmm. I can't believe like it wasn't the obvious choice. Of course, like get, bring Odessa. So um, it was really cute. So they read together, and it was just like instant hand in glove old friends. I mean, I think I think Yara said Odessa's birthday party, probably her twenty first birthday party, was the first thing Yara came out of lockdown to do. Like oh, so wow. long before this movie showed up on her radar, the first thing she did when she came out of covid lockdown was go to Odessa's birthday party. So like that's how they are friends. Yeah. So I think that really helped cuz they just had this sort of instant connection with yeah. each other. And um yeah. So, and then from there, it just kind of spiraled. You know, we wanted to find parents for both of them that felt realistic. Mm -hmm. Yara is half Iranian and half uh, African American. So, we wanted to make sure we were truthful to that. Like, there are a lot of combinations of ethnicities and types that could look Mm -hmm. like Yara, but we really felt the sort of cultural stuff was important of, um, you know, the Iranian dad. She feels very sort of connected to that side of her heritage as well. So, we wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure we, um, tried to honor that and then on on corinne's side we just wanted parent like who 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 creates a kid like that you know like what yeah and 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 what kind of combinations of character traits or whatever um without being um without being what's the word like just kind of cliche and and, yeah. and type yeah. about it so right. Yeah, and then the same with friends. It was just about creating a group of people that um, felt like they were believably friends, but they didn't all feel like cardboard cutouts of like a a, type, right? Right. Right. Yeah, it was just. It all started from Yara, and just kind of spiraled out from there.
0: Nice. Yeah. No, I. Chemistry. Yeah, definitely, and that checks out when it, it does help when you have you know people that actually are friends and that really came through and that really just added that extra layer. Not a, not, that wasn't a, that wasn't a kick joke. I promise. <laughs> that's I actually meant right. character wise. I meant character wise. Um I caught myself. I'm like, Nope, that's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that uh it's gotta be, cause I talked about this with, I even talked about this with York as he's cause he's taking drama classes in school. He doesn't want to act. He okay. likes to. He's told me that he likes behind the scenes stuff. Sure. So like theater stuff. He he likes doing behind the scenes stuff. He doesn't mind doing that. So I'm like okay. But he was taking drama classes, and so when he watches movies, he notices that it's uh, you know, it's it's. I can start talking like, you know, different things about movies, and then, you know, impart my nerdy trivia about stuff. So when uh, yeah. we talk about you know locations, it's your. I it said the fact that they're able to shoot this in Los Angeles. I said, they could have like gone home at, and it's not, you know, at the end of the day, instead of going to a hotel and then being stuck there for, you know, weeks, if not months, depending on what kind of a movie it is and what kind of a shoot it is. I said, so I'm sure that probably made it a lot easier for them uh, to do that.
2: Yeah. I think being home made a huge difference. You know, yeah. everybody has got their own bed, their own dogs, you know, yeah their friends on the weekends or at, at night, you know, their own food. Yeah. I just, it's lovely to be able to
0: stay no. home. I'm going to ask one question as far as like the cakes. So I read that it, it took 105, ca- 105 cakes for this movie, roughly, I guess.
2: I think that's what Megan, that's a, our food stylist yeah. said. I'm shocked that it's not more than that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would have thought more. Um, I never counted, but I mean, it was a lot of cakes. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. That number sounds low
2: to me, but I trust her,
0: (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, did y'all like kind of like how you cast actors? Do you did you have to cast a food stylist and try and choose which one you thought would be best, or is it just somebody like recommended somebody you looked at some of their pictures or whatever and kind of went from there?
2: I mean, it was a little bit of both, it was like. Um, our, our props and art department suggested this woman, Megan, and she is a pastry chef and she's a very, very highly decorated food stylist. And she came in and we talked to her and we all really liked her and she's clearly qualified. And she brought it, I think on our first meeting, she brought us a cake and it was like fabulously delicious. The tricky bit is that these cakes, it doesn't really matter if they taste good in real life. They had to look good and they had to look like they tasted good. They couldn't look like cardboard. They couldn't look like. And um, so more than we trusted Megan implicitly, but more than Megan, it was about auditioning the cakes. So what she had to do was every week she would bring three more cakes in to the office and we would look at them and we were like, oh, that one looks too amateurish that one looks too professional you know that one looks too classy that one looks too tacky that one has too many candy corns that's a you know that one looked
1: yeah
2: it was like we 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 all went on a binge of just like following a bunch of cake artists on instagram we had rows and rows of cake books in the office that we would flip through and put sticky notes on and we would just kind of like get inspiration and be like megan you want to try one that has you know black lace fondant around the edge and like, see how that goes. And she would, that Friday, that'd be one of the ones she brought in and we would of course eat them. But more importantly, we just sort of auditioned the idea of these various cakes and what they were going to look like, what the sort of sweet spot between looking delicious, looking homemade, looking inspired (laughs) and, and having an arc to them, you know, as, as Jane works on her baking. So yeah, that's how that went. We had a board of like all the cakes as she made them. The ones that passed, you know, this one fails. Yeah. Too many candy corns. Got to th- rethink yeah, sure. that one. Let the pirate ship <laughs> pass. You yes.
0: Know? Yeah. Okay, I've got pretty much one last question. Okay. When it comes to the map. Yeah. <laughs> the red string. <laughs> I didn't understand the red string, other the than the fact it looked like one of those just- like conspiracy. <laughs> it looked like one of those conspiracy board things, and. <laughs> I told Patrick, I go. I don't understand it, but I'm I'm rolling with it. And it looks. I mean, it does look cool. It's but I fun. was like, it, but I was like, I don't, I don't understand how that because they're not like connected to the, the name yeah. of the cake to the side, which would have no, made more sense. It was, that
2: was purely like to show how fun <laughs> yeah. and silly yeah. the whole thing was because it is. Right. You, there was a line where um, Ron said something about yeah. like, it "Would be a crime. This, you could be a." you yeah. could be, investigator or something yeah um yeah. mostly yeah it was just goofy you know i think audrey said that they had something like that in their apartment just yeah. because it's such a sort of conspiracy th- theory right. you know <laughs> cliche yeah it's, yeah it's all
0: just I, I thought it was hilarious um and then lastly i one of the one of my favorite things from right off the bat as soon as the movie starts and you had the cakes that actually have the the words on it and everything i thought that was such a right off the bat such a clever idea to do and the way it was shot just looked great and really made it stand out i'm like okay i kind of get an idea already of kind of what we're getting into and then um the way that you you all printed presented the what each cake is that you really had to kind of pay attention when they go because you're going to get the name of the cake in a very creative kind of way um
2: yeah, you know, the script reads there were chirons, you know, a card uh-huh. was to come up for each one. And there were just so many by the end of the movie that I was like, for a movie that is so, we want it to feel so raw and kind of close to the heart, that mm-hmm. just seems like a lot of text on camera or on screen.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so we were very early on, I think it was my editor, Lauren, when I met mm-hmm. with her for dinner before we even started shooting. And she's like, have you ever thought about doing them those practically? And my cinematographer had the same idea, and it was like we're all on the same page. Which is like we can't just throw text for these; we got to do something more creative and more kind of um, just immersed in the world of yeah. these people, and not slapped on because that's just not the spirit of this movie, you know. No.
0: Well, it was an amazing touch because I, I loved it. Like I was like, okay, I wonder what it's going to be this next time. It's like, oh, we're at this Very part. I wonder fun. what it's going to be. It's yeah. It just really added. The only really thing fun. was that whenever whenever he went to the fridge and it started mm. doing it, I, it went a little bit too fast, and I had to hard fast. Time reading Yeah, stuff. you have so to I'm go back. Like, and but I'm like, yeah. but that's why I went back second time, and we were like, right. okay, I got that one.
2: We had to so, do it on yeah. the beat of the song. We had to. Yeah. Do
0: it. Oh, I get no, I 100 percent because otherwise it wouldn't mesh well.
2: Yeah. Oh
0: my God, what an amazing time! I can't believe it's already time to end. But
2: I'm Trish. sorry that I have to yep. dash. It's so oh, good to just see just both of
0: you. Yes. It's yes, and we are so so happy and that uh, you made this movie because it was a great movie, and I really think more people should watch it because it is just really, it's just really well done. The story is important. The characters are well done. You did an amazing job, as did the rest of uh, the cast and your crew. So, thank
2: you, thank yeah. you. I will tell them.
0: Yes, and also um, let everybody know, Patrick and I, you know, fully supporting uh, all the actors and the writers currently on strike. You know,
2: absolutely same. We're, we're here.
0: doing we're doing whatever we can, whatever we can from afar. So yeah,
2: you know. me too. I mean, it sucked that they couldn't promote the movie because I know they, yes. they want to, but you know.
0: Yep. Yeah. Some, t- some things are more important.
2: Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yes. That. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, for thank you guys. giving us some time yes. and paying attention yes. to our movie and yes. watching it so carefully with such nice mm-hmm. questions and clearly yes. thoughtful responses. Thank you.
0: Yes. And, and thank you. say hi to the family. We Did say know. our best. Yep. So
2: Patrick, let me know Let's what your interview. daughter thinks when she sees it. I will. Yes. Thank you.
0: Know. you. Yes. You're welcome. Okay, everybody. And that concludes our interview with our now official, because it's ended, three-time guest. Uh, Trish C. Trish thank you again and everybody else thank you for listening and we will talk to y'all next week.
2: Thanks for listening if you enjoyed our show and have a moment please rate and review it helps us out a lot. Also
0: recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids you can find us on
1: Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore
0: advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.